So do the Predacons like have nothing better to do than just like sit around and watch like surveillance footage of Skull? Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was <laughs> like. Fucking losers. <laughs> like, they don't they don't have like Maximals to contend with or like a quest for Energon or something. The quest for Energon. Too much Energon. Too much Energon. Like this podcast. <laughs> The beasts are here, McLeod, for the gathering. Freedom is the right of all sentient beings, Megatron. But they better stay out of my way. Blah, 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 blah. Beast Wars once and for all. Big time Gary himself. Man, these things look like toys. (laughs) Maximals! Maximals! Does that mean transform? Cheetor, what have you done? I am transformed. Sigma <laughs> balls, Gary. <laughs> no, not that. Good evening, Maximals, Autobots, Terracons, but not Predacons. Welcome to episode 124 of Too Much Energon, the podcast where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. Coming to you live from a new mysterious floating mountain somewhere hidden on planet Energon, I am, as always, the Siege, now and forever, your host. (laughs) That's right. Forever. (laughs) He said it here. Uh, Yeah, I'm your other host, NeoCal. Just coming from you, coming to you from like, the the dinner table of the axelon oh oh shit cut that's a that's an old callback right there <laughs> yeah right to pull pull memories what is that when's the last time we referenced the dinner table uh the dining it, room table <laughs> it was <laughs> like probably it, it was probably like during like the first year of too much energon basically its own character we're coming up on our third anniversary show who would have thought who would have thought so, um, Siege, you, uh, you got a Transmetal 2 makeover. Oh, yeah. So, um, uh, we, we've, been off, <laughs> we've, we've been off for a few weeks now, and uh, things have changed. Uh, I, I made mention of a uh, new mysterious floating mountain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I moved, which is why there hasn't been an episode for a few weeks. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. Su- supposed to be a one-week hiatus, but I just I had too much stuff going on. Too work. Much. Yeah, too much. Uh, yeah, so I moved. Um, if I sound a little echoey or there's some background noise, uh, I apologize. I'll get that sorted out in time at some point. But this is our first time uh, recording in the new Lasercomb HQ. Mm-hmm. Yes. Tarantulas' yeah. secret underground bunker. Yeah, so uh, yeah, apologies if uh, I sound a little echoey. I'm in a very empty room right now. Or if there's... Uh, weird background noise whatever i i i have to work out the kinks in uh in uh, setting up the new place but here we are but here we are born, Not to, be born kings. to be kings because no. kings wouldn't be doing <laughs> what we're reviewing <laughs> the kings wouldn't be doing a beast wars podcast unless unless uh, another thing. Oh yeah, and for audio listeners, uh, I bleach my hair and my eyebrows, so I'm I'm very blonde right now, and I'm probably gonna. I don't even it, know who I'm looking at. Probably gonna keep it that way for a little while because uh, it seems to be going over well. And plus, yeah, the, I just, the shaved and blonde it, it matches your head shape. I don't know I if do. I could pull that off. I got the baby face, the round round cheeks. Um, yeah, I'm. My face is a little round, but whatever. Anyway, gonna stay blonde. Right. Stay blonde. Stay stay beastly. <laughs> stay beastly. In the, right, uh, so... in, the, in the laser comb discord a little while ago, Cal put a um, asked uh, chat GPT to like write to basically like podcast too much energy on and like do an intro. Do an intro with right. the two hosts. Of the Transformers podcast, too much energon. And uh, one of my one of Chat GPT's fake catchphrases for me was "stay beastly." <laughs> so it's like, so well, we, we've dropped that here or there, but I don't think we've ever said what that was. 
No, I feel like from. I, I feel like we've several times now been like, damn it, we should have like explained the stay beastly thing. Yeah, and here here we are. Uh, and, anybody yeah. on the Discord would probably <laughs> yeah. recognize that. Shout out to you if you're on the Discord. Shout out to you if you're not on the Discord. Shout out to you if you're listening. Yeah, but, shout out to you. But if you're not listening, then fuck you. That's right. <laughs> and you have it on record that if you're not listening to this, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> uh, speaking of pieces of shit, there was a... Uh, there was a little uh, Transformers movie that just came out. Uh oh, I'm I'm actually kind of uh, doing a little bait and switch there. Oh, I knew it. Yeah. Uh, so Transformers: Rise of the Beasts uh, just came out in theaters this past weekend. Uh, I went and saw it on. Uh, uh, I saw it two days ago. Uh, it's great. Uh, I'm not gonna. Cal hasn't seen it yet, so I'm not gonna like. The only Transformers movie I've wanted to see. <laughs> I'm not going to get into like spoiler ter- territory or anything like that. I, I, but I will say it's um, the bar is pretty low, but it is uh, leaps and bounds better than any other live action Transformers movie. Leaps and bounds better. And I'm actually I, get that it? Fr- that fr- the maximals. Uh, <laughs> the, um i i'm actually like somewhat fond of that first michael bay movie i i actually will defend the first one usually and i'm like eh, actually first one's pretty damn hype yeah right especially if you think about it at its time right yeah it's very so much I, a mid-2000s defend, movie mid, mid i defend the first movie. one i'm like no no the the first one had something also, I think it was made during the uh, the writer's strike, or which can, can the the last uh, WGA strike, the one from right, 2007. Right. I think it was like in post production when that was going on. So, considering taking that into consideration, it, it's uh, it, it turned out better than it than it than it had any right to be. Than it had any right to be. But uh, yeah, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Uh, it's great. Uh, I do have some criticisms of it. Uh, one thing I will say that it's called beast mode asshole. <laughs> one thing I will say this is this isn't really a spoiler per se, but like the movie makes no attempt whatsoever to explain why the Maximals turn into animals, which I found quite amusing. <laughs> That's kind of just funny. Like, in no attempt whatsoever to explain why they turn into animals. I'm like, huh, okay. So I guess this one's a cheetah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And his and name's Cheetor. His name's Cheetor. And, and it makes sense if you kind of, if you, like, think about it, because that Bayverse is very much removed from canonical, like, Transformers. It's kind of its own timeline. Oh, totally. Yeah. And indeed, like this isn't this movie isn't a direct adaptation of Beast Wars at all. Oh, no, it couldn't be like it. It introduces uh, the Maximals and uh, very much does its own thing with them. Kind of like uh, just like War for Cybertron Kingdom, really. Yeah, it does. It's yeah, exactly. And yeah. so it's funny. It's like, oh, fuck it. Well, <clears throat> how do we put these fucking beast and beast in this movie well, i don't know just don't fucking explain it this is like the eighth one right <laughs> you're hired i already work here you're fired <laughs> <laughs> there's also a uh, there is a really fucking obscure character in this movie a really really obscure beast wars character and i'm talking like so obscure that it's not from the cartoon or the comics or anything it's like a botcon exclusive like redeco character which i'm like really this is this is a character we're going to reference huh wow okay then (laughs) wild so we've never even seen this character yeah i didn't even know who it was until uh i saw until like in the movie they say the character's name i didn't even know who it was i had to look it up on the tf wiki afterward I'm like, have to look it up. <laughs> oh, definitely. And it's like, oh, this is a uh, this character was a botcon exclusive like toy. I'm like, oh, oh. huh. 
wild. We go to BotCon, <laughs> you peasants. Um, <laughs> yeah, in the past. But have you heard of Power Hug? I haven't heard of Power Hug before. But you have today. Oh, um, a couple of final thoughts about Rise of the Beasts. Uh, this is the most uh, dialogue from actual Transformers, like by a wide margin. Like they actually talk. You a mean lot. they don't just go, Optimus? Rise. No, they actually talk. They converse. Like wow. they converse. They converse with each other. They converse with uh, the humans. And also the human uh, protagonist, uh, Noah, is actually a really, like, I really liked him as a character. Is it a new protagonist? Yeah, he's a new character. Okay. Oh, well, from the trailer, if it's who I'm thinking it is, they, they seemed pretty likable. Yeah, he was the, in the trailer, the one who was riding around in Mirage. Yeah, yeah. Which Mirage, yeah. Is, a, Mirage is a cool character in the movie. Awesome. awesome. So it's... Hey. It's not perfect, but it's if this is the direction that Transformers films are heading in, then sign me up. Huh. All and, right, uh, can't wait to watch it. Bring on, bring on more beasts and stay beastly. <laughs> and stay beastly, <laughs> which is apparently an intro and an outro phrase said <laughs> by Christopher Siege, as told by ChatGPT. Anyway, this is episode 124 of Too Much Energon, and uh, this week we are talking about the IDW 2021 Beast Wars Annual number one. It uh, when 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 was this thing released? This was released uh, on 420 of 2022. Maybe uh, maybe people were who were writing this comic 420, were high. 2022. Maybe people uh, behind this comic were high when they were. Uh, when they were working on it which is good and bad which we will get into yeah i've got good things to say about some of it okay um, <laughs> he just like painful expression on his face <laughs> oh, i like the cover art <laughs> yeah. before we <laughs> Um, the cover art's pretty well, high. Yeah, let's let's uh, <laughs> let's spend some time on that before we before what's coming. Um, it, the cover it, art is the most kick-ass thing I've ever seen. The uh, cover art has a very um, Alex Maleev, like uh, Michael Gatos uh, style to it, which uh, those are mm-hmm. Alex Maleev. Alex Maleev did. Uh, uh, had a lengthy run on uh, the Daredevil comics in the 2000s with uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Gatos. I like that uh, style. Did the artwork for the show uh, or for the comic uh, Alias, which later got adapted to Jessica Jones. So yeah, it, I always it, forget that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and uh, yeah, so the the cover art is very much in that kind of style, and. Uh, for anyone who has the issue, this is cover A that we're talking about. Yeah, it's, there are uh, there are some variants, but they're not uh, part of the digital copy that we have. Yeah, it's a it's a great shot of uh, our favorite Maximals, uh, the like original like core five Maximals. Yeah, who did this art? Yeah, give a shout out where it's due. Not that they need it because they are clearly a very talented. Artist uh, Ryan Miller is his name. Ah, uh, okay. That name pops out to me. Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. An American watercolor and marker artist who frequently draws and paints Transformers characters, specifically Beast Wars and G1 characters, inspired mostly by their original toys rather than their cartoon designs. I'm going to follow this guy on social media. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm jumping on. I'm uh, following him now. Following him on Twitter, on the Twitter, I'll follow him with the Too Much Energy on account and my own account. Le gasp! Right? How dare? <laughs> <laughs> there he is! God damn! Yeah. Oh wow! I just found the his art station. Yeah, his uh, his uh, Twitter feed is full of like really nice. Nice artwork. Damn. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Ryan Miller. 
Yeah, thanks, Ryan Miller. Anyway, that was episode one, 124 of Too Much Energon. <laughs> and as always, stay beastly. As always, stay beastly. Um, so what this is, is a non-canonical, not that it matters, because, like, whatever, what is canon in Beast Wars is, like, four different timelines, three different, three, whatever, um, yeah, different there's, timelines. There's the show, I guess, four now. There's the four. show, which um, uh, Beast Machines and uh, Beast Wars: The Gathering and Beast Wars: The Ascension. They treat as canon. They treat as canon. Oh, there's also the Japanese Beast Wars, which that's an alternate right. reality because uh, that's an you, alternate reality. Because if you remember, uh, they use like some dimensional in that movie that we reviewed ages ago. They use some like interdimensional hijinks to bring uh, uh, big time Gary. Uh huh. Interdimensional hero. Yeah. Yeah. So, in a way, there's four timelines, but five if you count Japanese Beast Wars. Yeah. So, there's those two. There's now there's Rise of the Beasts. There's War for Cybertron. And there's this comic. And then the other comic run that we had covered. Right. Well, th- that tree, that's, I think, part is technically part of the, uh, the show. No, canon. you're right. Yeah. Te- it tries to skirt around the show canon badly. Badly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and in that, es- and that's what I have to give this comic series uh, credit for. At least it, it has the freedom to go and do its like own tale. It doesn't tell much, but at least it tries. Whereas um, the uh, what what year did the the last series we cover come out? The two thousand two thousand six and two thousand seven six and seven IDW run, which the art fantastic, like we, fantastic. Um, uh, the sense of progression with each, each comic, the pacing, if you will, again, pretty pretty good like stuff happens there's action right the writing and the skirting around the 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 canon of it uh like ravage is like brought back from the it we already covered all of that you already know that if you're listening to this episode to episode yeah and i i will say that in especially in hindsight i like that those comics a lot more than this one we made fun of it but it was like making it was fun making fun of Right, because we're like, all right, Nangle Moist comes out from the rafters yeah. with, the base- <laughs> with the baseball bat. Who yeah. is he? Nobody knows. Um, the Angle Slam, uh, Chocolat, and uh, Unicorn right. oh, Panapost. Yeah. <laughs> Team up to, are they evil? Are they good? Nobody knows, but there's time phasing everywhere. Right. And that's just like fun, but like, I think we've gotten angry at how bad <laughs> We um, we have. I I got angry in the uh, during the last issue, and I think you got angry in the issue before that. Yeah, there's there's uh there were some there there were some words said <laughs> in yeah, some, our uh, in our heated some uh, some some stern language used stern language. Dang it! Yeah, and uh, there's no stern language for this one. Uh, there's there's nothing like terrible about it. But this kind of nothing good. Uh, right. Well, no, no. Uh, we'll, we'll first we'll cover it, and then we'll talk about what we thought. This the annual uh, issue is three short stories. Yep. And our first one is called "Skulls No Good, Very Bad Day." <laughs> oh, bad day, very bad. <laughs> and if you ever thought we were picking on Scold before for talking like that. Maybe read this because you can't not read it in Christopher's. <laughs> like, I, dumb I, I have to wonder because I feel like Scold wasn't written that way at the beginning. I have to wonder if someone they behind weren't. these comics. I thought they were cool. If someone behind these comics actually listened to our, like, our bad, like, uh, <laughs> impression of her, thought it right? was funny. Because at the time we covered them when they had come out. Yeah. The first. You? Yeah. 
And uh, they they've leaned pretty heavily into like Scold being full rotundo. <laughs> so I kind of wonder if we had something to do with that. Well, if, if we did, we're sorry. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're welcome, and we're sorry. Yeah. Um. So, geez, what is even happening? They're talking to themselves because they have no friends, and. And uh, apparently, like, oh, today's a good day. I've got a good feeling about today. And then she like trips or something like that, and she's like, "Oh, so well, many trips, trips, sir. So much for that." Oh, and it shows how clumsy they are. Bonk! Oh, my foot! Crunch! Whoops! Just did damage to the hull again. Oh no! And the, the thing about them is that they're made of a super, super, super dense alloy that is yeah. almost indestructible. That's been their thing. And right. can cut through other things, but they're really slow and like dense, like massive and heavy. She's an artist, um, damn it. She's an artist, damn it. Um, and always in the background is, I mean, he's always been kind of a bully and a dick, but I don't like his representation of uh, all the Predacons, actually. Um, yeah, I don't like being this abusive. Or being abusive to scold and not just like ha, 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 nice one dummy like ongoing like at, like borderline like abusive right which is like siege mentioned this to me after we had well, talking privately after we had like read it and it's like don't these motherfuckers have anything better to do yeah than pick on scold <laughs> also wouldn't like megatron step in and be like take your uh, take your um, schoolyard antics somewhere else. We have a mission to do. No, no. Just... Megatron joins in, and in fact, at the end of this uh, this particular short story, which mercifully these are all like ten pages each, so they they're a quick read. Mercifully, <laughs> um, we find out that the Predacons are all like grouped together, watching Scold like basically be bumbly and stupid on on like a closed circuit television and i'm like don't the predacons have like something better to do so Anything? the basis of the <laughs> so the basis of the... i guess not i don't mean they... they spent an entire like saturday afternoon building a device to change rhinox into bad guy right so that that but is a great that... episode though yeah um written by a friend but... of the show ian weir that's right. Yeah. True friend of the show, Ian Weir. Yeah. Um, so I guess when they get bored, they kick Scold downstairs and lock her in a section of the ship. Right. While they're like watching this, eating the equivalent of popcorn, uh, which I thought was cute. Uh, Waspinator's yeah. eating like nuts and bolts out of a <laughs> popcorn bag. Oh, I didn't even realize that that's what he was eating. I thought it was yeah. just actually popcorn. Yeah, it's like washers and nuts and bolts. Because we, um, we we know the uh, the beast formers can eat real food. Oh yeah, yeah they they can process or get organics. I, I like to imagine them actually on the on the dark side, the Predacon base. Them actually having like a popcorn maker, <laughs> <laughs> a popcorn maker with like a coffee pot beside it. With a <laughs> <laughs> Popcorn maker, coffee pot, and then like I don't know, a tarantulas experiment. Like yeah. one of his many extra legs <laughs> that he just has around. Like a cyber bee. Or there there we go, a cyber bee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so inside of this room, for whatever reason, is a kind of interesting looking um bot uh who's blue, white, and red. He's got some horns on him. And uh, he's like, hi there, Pterosaur is not your biggest fan, huh? I don't know. I do mess up a lot. Maybe he's right. Who are he, you? He looks like a, one, like a giant robot in like a like 1970s anime. I was going to say very much. He's a like kind of giant. Um, what's that? Um, what's that uh, genre called? Super. Super uh, Sentai. Sentai. He almost looks like a robot, like an Ultraman type. Yeah, yeah. I get like Ultraman or like Grandizer vibes. There we go. 
Oh, there, there we go. Yeah. Which, and uh, he's that, that's a bit of a deep cut, but Grandizer was like the first anime I ever saw when I was a little kid, and I loved it. I, I'm even aware of it because because of you. Um, and uh, what's Power Hug doing in here? Hi, I'm Power Hug. Nice to meet you. You're more than meets the eye. Um, I thought they were an imaginary friend at first. Uh, oh, jeez. Yeah. And Power, um, power and they're just hug. hanging out here. They're sitting. They're sitting power, down. Power Hug, true to its name. Uh, first, weirdly, like, like uh, hits Scold and then shoves her and then grabs her and gives her a Power Hug. Yeah, um, it's weird. They stand up and they like shove them. It even says shove in like an action bubble. Yeah. And then they grab them. An onomatopoeia. Onomatopoeia. And then he onomatopoeias all over. <laughs> uh, uh. At least that'd be interesting. Uh, no, he gives her a power hug. Um, and he's name. like, is that really all it takes to push you around come on tell me something good about you and we enter a dream sequence uh with stars and purple like rainbows and music notes and stuff i i burst into laughter i just, actually thought this was at some cute. of the poses that she she's in very like ballet like type poses um i have a very well balanced torso yeah that's what my mom told me too <laughs> I like the way my hands look. I'm a pretty good tap dancer, and I can destroy almost anything, whether I mean to or not. Sometimes I even think I'm really clever. And she's like got like one of her hips like swayed to the side, and she's pointing yeah. to her head. I like that the, one. Th this page I found amusing. Yeah, and then they come back to reality, and they're like, "Wow, power hug! I really needed that. Thank you." And then you can she... do whatever you set your mind to, Scold. You are strong, you're capable, and you shouldn't put up with... And then, for some inexplicable reason, she effortlessly reaches over and just rips Power Hug's head off. And, like, doesn't isn't even like, oh, oh, shit, what Based did I just it. do? Yeah. She's just like, that's Purposely. right, Power Hug. I am strong. I am capable. I can do whatever I set my mind to. See? Thanks, Power Hug. And they pull something out of their head, like their neck, like a power conduit or something. Yeah. And she rigs it as a way to kind of like power surge her way through the locked door. And they go, thanks, Power Hug. You really helped me find my inner strength at the end of a hard work, a hard work week. It really is Scold's big day. Like, what? wow, way to, way to show your gratitude. And another, yeah, what the fuck? Like, okay, she, I, this is why you have no friends. If, if she's so strong as she makes herself out to be, why couldn't she just break out of this place? Like, just brute force it. If not through the force field door, but like, I don't know, the wall. Yeah. It showed her slashing through the wall by accident. I don't know. They're not smart. Except when they're making, when they're hacking the wall. Anyways, in another comical um, shot... We cut to everyone, including Megatron, watching on like the the C TV, yeah, the, the video feed, and they're all like shocked or confused or scared. Huh? Oh no, not that! Ah! So I, I liked that panel, but it's like, wait, I have questions. <laughs> Who was Power Hug? Did you make him? Was he sentient or was he just pre-programmed? I did they just murder someone? Do, I, we, wa do we want to? Uh, no, we re don't. Review each uh, uh, each story individually on the TME scale. Yeah, yeah, because right. I think some stand they they stand apart from each other. Okay. Do you want to do the ratings in between the uh, stories or at just at the end? Let's do them all at the end. All right. Yeah, that'll so flow better. It, yeah, what? So the second one, uh, we get to see our our boy Rhinox. Yeah, this one's called Rhinox's Amazing Adventure. Yeehaw! Um, different art, different artist, yeah. and anchor and illustrator. I like this. I like this art. 
yeah it's I like, like cartoonic but like not um that very hyper 2000s anime like western anime style that you don't like but like expressive the pointiness y- yeah it's what i don't expressive. like expressive so i don't like the pointiness and uh so it, it harks to more of their original designs right but like it's very it's almost more simplified so that it can be more expressive which i i dig and uh, it's got our Rhinox uh, investigating a signal out in the jungle. Well, no sign of the protoform pod and no way to contact the Axelon with this much energy on interference. Guess I'll have to, uh, you know, uh, take one, uh, uh, crack open another beer and just uh, make a day of it, you know? Yeah, uh, nobody will miss me back at the Axelon anyway. And then they're like, oh, wait a second, here's a trap. Ha! Huh. A lot of work to fake a distress signal for such a simple trap. And just as they're about to step in a, like a, a very typical cartoon, like, uh, like rabbit trap, like lasso trap, um, they transform and they dodge it. But (laughs) the next panel, I love the, the panel where Rhinox is like, ah, I was going to bring that up. There's a very cartoonish shot. It, it quite literally looks like it was drawn by like a six-year-old. It's stylized. Like it, it it's stylized. Like if a six-year-old could draw that, it would I'd be impressed with the motion lines. And it's just like ah as he yeah. falls just, down a, a hole. I just like the fact that like his mouth and his teeth are just drawn like how a child. Like, oh, I see what you mean. Like 2D side from the side. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, and that's when I knew this one, we were in for a treat with this one. Uh, because as he falls down and slams onto the ground, again, great art shot. The one with all the rubber duckies. And he's like slammed into the ground and there's like springs coming out, coming out of him. Oh, like, I like, like that art. Uh, Philip Johnson. And written by David uh, Marriott. 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 Um, David Marriott and Philip and art by Philip Johnson. And um, I think it's uh, Marriott. Marriott. And uh, you know what? Like both of them. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I like how Rhinox is like, uh, well, to borrow a phrase, that's just prime. And well, uh, tomorrow phrase, that's just prime. And so he goes and touches a wall and like com- very comically gets electrocuted. <laughs> the point that you can see like his like uh, again, very cartoonic, but it shows that he's got like a skeleton, but like yeah. a ro- robotic skeleton. <laughs> and the the electricity shoots off of him and forms the words ah and zap underneath him which is ooh, that's that comic aesthetic that i like and uh, cut the sound effects and the uh the visuals into the the artwork yeah and uh and uh, we get a really corny like saw like hello rhinox i'd like to play a game Uh, (laughs) enjoying your enjoying yourself maximal (laughs) <laughs> and then in the background, background, presumably Black Arachne is pestering him because he's like, uh, fine, fine, Black Arachne, of course, <clears throat> our new testing facility. Yeah, I'm and sure the- you'll find it absolutely delightful if you well, what do you mean? Get to the point. I'm building suspense, woman. If you haven't already given up and turned to scrap, you'll find this labyrinth layered with traps. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he hears another voice. He's ignoring Tarantulas, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> which I find hilarious. Um, and he hears someone say, which kind of weird that he doesn't recognize the voice. But... <laughs> I, I thought that too. So he gets electrocuted again. And like, he's got like a, a electric bolts like coming out of his eyes and his mouth at that turn into like the word zap again. <laughs> Phenomenal art. Like yeah. I, this is the, the cart semi cartoonic, like true to their original form, but taking liberties with style at times is oh well, I love that. 
And uh, so he finds out that when he <laughs> electrocutes himself with these weird uh, traps that are um, like uh, webbing, Tarantulas yeah. is like electric, electrical webbing that he set around. Uh, he creates a bunch of light. So he uses the light to try to um, guide whoever it is that he sees. Because he hears, oh, can you follow the sound of my voice? Wait, no, that's no. Too much buzzing. Just help me. Like you said, it's kind of weird that he doesn't recognize Waspinator's voice. It's Waspinator. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's totally Waspinator. And he's like, I can't see you when I'm electrocuting myself. Uh, maybe you can come towards me. No. Well, I'm, I see nothing. Also, doesn't Waspinator talk in the third person? He would have said, Waspinator scared. Yeah. <laughs> but he doesn't because we're not supposed to know. And you know what? It's pretty funny. When, because they end up playing Optimus Prime instead of Marco Polo. When when you say up, when I say Optimus, you say Prime. When I say Optimus, you say Prime. You say Prime. I say Optimus, you say Prime. Prime, 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 Prime. So we get this funny montage where he's running through a laser grid and he's like, Optimus, Prime. And then it shows he's in like a cave and it's like glowing with like lichen and it's all green and he's he's yelling Optimus. And then it shows him freaking out again, choice and style, shooting both of his like those huge gats. Yeah. Um, shooting a bunch of tiny spiders, which just look like normal spiders that can't hurt him. Uh, uh, as someone who is very afraid of spiders, I, I, I feel this. You wish I, he had a flamethrower. Uh, <laughs> kill it with fire right so he's losing his mind again like i can't stress it enough i've said it over and over but the face he's making when he's like screaming optimus because of all the spiders and he's like trying to shoot them yeah <laughs> and then he's running from an explosion so he must have set an explosion off to get rid of these things which again if you're siege he would, I, he would probably do the same <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, and then eventually at the end of a hallway uh you he, he he's like uh, optimus and we hear prime you came my hero waspinator knew someone would come find him spiders left waspinator down here cycles ago so and he immediately pulls several minutes <laughs> several minutes an entire saturday afternoon you tell us <laughs> <laughs> you tell us. Um, so he's immediately suspicious of him, and he's like, "Did they now? You're all alone, with no way out." And he, Waspinator, assures them that uh, they tricked him. They were like, "Oh, don't you want to help catch some Maximals?" Uh, but then he ended up being their first test subject. Yeah, which I mean, that seems like something Tarantulas and Black Arachne would do. Y yeah, seems <laughs> legit. And uh, very quick, he gets down on his knees, knees, Waspinator, and he's like, but Maximal's good, guys, right? You'll help Waspinator get out? And then he dodges like an old, like a D&D, like, &D, like type of like scythe trap, like a very typical like movie dungeon, like trap where a blade comes out. But because he's kneeling, it just goes and just misses the top of his head i, I like waspinator sparks the, come out the silhouette of waspinator's face again very like childlike like 2d when uh yeah. when rhinox is like how long you say you've been down here waspinator and he's like cycles cycles oh down in the bottom right <laughs> yeah yeah i like it's just like a little bug face yeah and he's like and tell me have you fallen into any traps this place trapped? Waspinator not notice. So Rhinox is realizing that Waspinator has extremely good dumb luck. Right. And he's also, like, oh, also I Wasp guess uh, we'll help each other get out of here. Also, Waspinator can fly. So conce conceivably he could maybe... He can get to more traps and get different ways out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and if they just retrace Rhinox's steps, then Waspinator can just fly out the hole. That he fell through. Oh, which is arguably kind of what they do. Which is what he does, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, so they go, hooray, Wasp, I need a new horn boy would help. And I'm like, horn boy? <laughs> he does give nicknames to, to the <laughs> other uh, Maximals and I, Predacons, but I, horn, I, never heard <laughs> that one. I feel like he would call him Hornbot, not horn boy. Hornbot or, or horn, Uncle Horn Dad. Uh, doesn't really ring off the Hornbot, yeah. So we get a big uh, splash page of them like yeah. the, the splash page of like a, a montage and of them like fleeing from traps which the panels are in the shape of arrows which i find interesting to, to show you yeah wait where they're going yeah which way they're going and uh because it's oh. it, it's a maze right show uh, you where they're moving where they are in like the underground maze and i i like the last one different they're styled <laughs> The last panel on this splash page, there's a shot. Of, it's a shot of like Rhinox running from a like running with a look of pure terror on his face, running from a like Indiana Jones style like boulder, and Waspinator is like clearly like on top, like on top of it, probably like comically doing like, the backwards running, running thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> um, all of these panels have a slightly different style to them. They do, yeah. Um, and I like the one that's very like the GM bottom left that's geometric. It almost shows him like Donkey Kong. Yeah. As yeah. um he comes out of rubble because Waspinator triggers all the traps. He's yeah. fine. But they Waspinator's fine for some reason, but all the traps hit uh Rhinox. Yeah. And uh oh by the again, I'll I'll touch on this more at the end. This guy Maybe maybe talk to the writer or the panelist um, of how this person, this guy does uh, 10 pages. This is a great example this, of visual storytelling. Visual storytelling and how to use the page space. Yeah. It tells a whole story. Um, much better than like any single full issue. Right. Does so. Well, yeah, and uh, eventually just wanted to throw that out there that like so much happens in this and it's presented so joyfully. I <laughs> I dug this one a lot. And I, uh, I, I would have liked this comic book series a lot more if it, the, if this these artist people and this writer had been behind it. Yeah, actually, yes, <laughs> like it, it wouldn't even need to be. Um, like, I don't need a deep plot. I don't need, I definitely don't need the Vok, right? Just, just, just st show stuff happening that's in an entertaining manner. Doesn't need to be game, like, uh, groundbreaking. Yeah, this, <laughs> right? this taps into the, like, because Beast Wars at times was a very, like, funny and slapsticky show. Absolutely. Uh, and I feel like this taps into that. This is the most like Beast Wars of any of the comics. I've I've read with you so far. Yeah, I easily I, I would agree with that. Yeah. And uh, okay. I have I have a feeling this is probably going to be this like these 10 pages are probably going to be like the MVP of our entire comic book run. Yeah. We've only got two issues of this comic left, and I, I don't see it getting better during yeah. that time. I don't see it knocking it out of the park <laughs> in the in the final inning. Yeah, don't see, don't see it. Uh, but yeah, uh, at the very end of this little st uh, story, um, Rhinox points up and there's a slight like crack, and he's like, "That's our way out." And Waspinator's like, "Waspinator got it from here," and he just pulls out his gun unexpectedly and fires it. And there's a panel that I didn't appreciate when I read it the first time that shows a caveman. That's Axape, by the way. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, it is Axape. <laughs> I didn't even know. I didn't even notice with that. his loincloth. Yeah, Ugh. and a jackalope, and the smoke says "blam," which I just noticed. Oh, now. oh man, so it does. Yeah, that's rad. So yeah, he almost uh, kills the last jackalope and Axape, our hero of Beast, our human hero of Beast Wars. <laughs> well, human predecessor. Uh, yeah. And there's this huge explosion, and he's like, hooray, we did it. Thanks, horn boy. Waspinator foo. And then uh, he's like, see you later, Maximal Scum. Uh, hey. see, see you later, fucker. 
<laughs> Eat my ass, horn boy. <laughs> and ooh, on this panel, we see what? the back. Yeah, we see the back. Of, wait a second. We see the back of Rhinox. Yeah. Um, and he's like, hey, wait. But you know how the Rhinox, the rhino head of the his beast mode yeah. is on his back? Yeah. That head is making an angry face. Oh. I man. yeah, it is. <laughs> Get this man, give these guys all the money to make Beast Wars. This is great. Even the, the right man. <laughs> and then it, it ends with the last like little uh little uh little zoom in on Rhinox's face and he's like, Well, <sighs> that's just prime. Yeah. Um, one criticism I will have, I, I, it bothered me more the first time I read this, but is the fact that the story isn't resolved, but then like, then it just occurred to me, like there are many episodes of beast wars where it just ends on like a comedic bit like that. <laughs> Cause we, we, we assume he gets out some other way. It's just yeah. not easy. And it'll pl- like play like some like kind of playful music, like do, 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 do. Don't right as, as it like like uh, fades to black. So yeah. it 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 doesn't uh, bother me the second time around. So that that was uh, the second part. The third and final part is a story called "The Morphlings," written by the Morphlings, written by Nick Marino and Andrea Bell, or. So, or- Art and writing and art by oh yeah yeah right sorry Nick Marino yeah. and Andrea Bell. Yeah. Um, I like the art. I do too. A lot. It's very cutesy. It's very uh, pastel. It's uh, the shapes are all simplified. I, I yeah, I get I'd be fine. I get kind of chibi vibes from it. Yeah, I, I can't really point. It's a unique. It's their own art style. Um. And it it looks like it's colored with like I don't know like pencil crayons or like yeah it's purposefully meant to be kind of pastel or pencil crayon uh, at least the writing at uh, the the morphlings it looks like you know pencil crayon on right uh, on like whatever the the medium is uh, but basically what it is is they're all waiting for uh, Prime to get back from some mission. Yeah. And um, by the way, one thing, one thing um, that I will give um, uh, the writers for uh, consistent is um, why can't I remember her name? Nix. Nix is cool. That's I can't think of anything else. But if anyone's like, hey, what's one of the good things about the series? I wish there was more Nyx. (laughs) (laughs) Because Nyx is basically like, hey, um, I can't remember. I think it's like Rhinox or something is like, we would have been just fine inside the Axelon. Yeah, so they're they're all sitting outside around a campfire. Campfire. And uh, Cheetor decides to tell a spooky story. And the spooky story is Beast Machines. This the spooky story is beast machines. And the funny thing is they're all kind of complaining and uh, it shows rat trap. He's kind of scared. Mm. And uh, he's like gorgeous out here, more like spooky. And um, it, the art style for what it shows Cybertron as it's depicted, I was reading this and I'm like, oh man, this kind of is like Beast Machines. And then I was like, oh, it is Beast Machines. It is Beast Machines. <laughs> yeah. So like the spooky story he tells is about uh, an evil villain named Mega Savage who creates a race of robots Cervicons. called Cervicons. Yes, Mega Savage. And the, Think the- Megatron, but bigger, badder, bleaker, and soulless. And the 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 team of uh, uh, that defy Mega Savage are called the Defiance, and uh, their names are Night Shriek, Botanicus, and Silver Claw. And at this point, I was like, okay, this is literally Beast Machines. I had already when in the panel before it shows a gorilla, it shows a spider, it shows like the the um, shoot, what was um. 
what was the bird guy? Uh, oh, that was uh, Silverbolt. Silverbolt was a what was he a vulture of some whatever a bird? I, I think he was. <laughs> I think he was like an eagle or something like that. Some sort of eagle, right? Um, so right away, I'm like, oh, okay, this is Beast Machines. Yeah. But yeah, it's like Night Shriek, Botanicus, Silver Claw, and I'm like, oh, it's not even really reaching. Uh, yeah, Too they're far, yeah. Yeah, they're 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 making it obvious that this is Beast Machines. Yeah. Um and you know what? I'm here for it because like I never thought that um Knight who was the bat in that one? My, uh, my Night Night Scream. Scream, right. You scream. I scream, you scream, we all scream at Night Scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um what a edgy character. Um but in this you know what? I love this art. It's so cute. It it is pretty I, cute. Yeah. Night Night Shriek in this is is so cute. Uh video uh anybody watching this on video will notice my background is <laughs> Night Shriek in this. I I, I like Shriek how the gold. <laughs> I like how the um the the Cervicons look. <laughs> yeah, they they're like they almost look like Mega Man bad guys yeah they're like unicycle robots um with like big big giant gaping mouths and like big like bug eyes i don't know they're i i find that everything about this comic is really cute yeah and they're all listening and they're uh like what is it it's nix who's like wow those um uh what were they the defiance yeah uh they sound really edgy and cool and Man, I was like, okay, okay, I'm right on board with this because the first thing, if if you've been with too much energon through when we covered Beast Machines, edgy and cool is what they're going for, folks. With uh, Night Scream, it is not edgy what they succeed. Cool is what they're going for with most of the show. Uh, they... <laughs> uh, Cheetor is cool. Yeah, yeah, Cheetor really came into his own in that comic. Yeah, but they uh, they really try with uh, they try something for the new young crowd with Night Scream. Yeah, and uh, they're all listening at the campfire, and uh, Rat Trap is like, "Shush, don't kill the vibe." So he's getting right into right into it. I like how uh, uh, Botanicus like sh- she has plants as her hair. Yeah, which looks yeah, it it looks cool. I yeah. like her design in this. It's a cool, cool and and simplified d- design. Again, like if it was in this uh, art style, like this the whole run of the Beast Wars comics, yeah, I, I think you'd actually prefer this over like the anime ish looking, uh, like very sharp, pointy art style. Maybe I, I'd be fine with a. I wouldn't be able to take it seriously. But like I'd be fine. Probably not <laughs> in this in this style. Yeah, yeah. And um, what ends up happening is it gets bleak pretty quick because Cheetor tells us that only those three are left alive. And they uh, so like what what is the plot of this comic? Uh, so the beyond? plot of this is they're trying to get away because the Servicons are coming, and for some reason they ask Silverclaw to dig. You know, as birds are known to do. Right. Um, not the plant lady. Who can actually like dig and dig through the soil? Yeah, who but, uh, act- who regularly does that and like uses that as a method of transportation? Like literally on the, on the show. <laughs> so it just shows a shot of Silverclaw like frantically digging in their beast mode, which I think is fucking hilarious. And they go, ah, my claws, <laughs> because they dunk their claws into some pink goo. <laughs> They escaped just in time, but at what cost? So they have quarantined uh, Silverclaw, whose bugs, who whose skin is like writhing. And I'm like, oh, this got like body horror fast. And yeah, yeah. the the long story short is, hey. Um, nanomachines. Nanomachines, bruh. Bacteria. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing we could do. And Night Shriek is like, what the fuck? And they're like, they're changing him. I was half expecting like a weird like zombie tale from this. Uh, But yeah. Night Shriek gets the idea to use these things that they don't have a cure for, put them into a bomb, 
and uh, blow up uh, uh, Mega Savage. You Mega use them Savage. to kill Mega Savage. Yeah, because they tested on a um, they tested on a uh, Servicon, and it affects the Servicon too. Right. So Botanica makes great name. <laughs> All the names are great. Um, makes this bomb, and they're like, I guess this is goodbye because i don't know how widespread this is going to be and we could all die from this bacteria bomb and uh i won't say goodbye i'll just say well see ya <laughs> <laughs> and uh night night shriek uh, uh so uh silver claw dies and that's where night shriek yep. yells out no, no! <laughs> in his bat form which i find fucking hilarious <laughs> Uh, so they decide he decides to kamikaze like blow this up so botanica makes a weapon of mass destruction that is uh the bacteria bomb and he's like this is for silver claw you sparkless monster come out and face me why am i talking like rat trap Uh, uh, this is for silver claw mega savage is like he just comes out like a boss yeah, it just comes out and it's like, ha ha, you fool. I'm the one who used the morphlings to create the virus that created my servicons. Cheers. That's why it affects them and not me. Dumbass. And he's like, no. <laughs> and now you work for me. <laughs> he kind of looks like a Fallout power suit. Kind of, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, and... With that, and then uh, Cheetor finishes the story. The Defiant said goodbye forever. The end. Yeah, I, I like how in Cheetor's like spooky story, they lose. They lose. Yeah, and Rat Trap's like, "Wow, what a bummer!" And Rhinox is like, "Do you really think that'll be? It'll be like that on Cybertron one day?" No, it's just a, it's just a story. Uh, don't be ridiculous now, and and. Uh, well, uh, toss me a beer. Yeah, and then um, the last panel uh, has Cheetor turning, and he's like, nah, come on, it's only a story. Mega Twit couldn't mess things up that bad, even if he tried. I'm sure Cybertron is is there waiting for us just as we left it, and he turns to the camera, and I it's like, just the, the end. I like Cheetor's face here. <laughs> and Beast Wars is pretty unanimously either, what the fuck? Or... Uh, no, no, <laughs> like people pretend it doesn't exist, right? Right, and so that kind of like nod, and they're like, "Nah, it'll be fine, right?" And the wink at the camera. It's I like that. <laughs> the end? Question mark. Eh, the the end. Eh? <laughs> great, great artist. Oh. I think the artist for the first one was same as the. The comic run uh yeah. the the artist that you like sorry uh no it's a different artist oh, is it different even yeah the art of the first one first part was done by lana suvani oh cool well he did a good job of um oh wasn't weren't they the um the the guest one they did like two or three issues in the middle of the run no that was uh winston chan right so- well, so, they yeah. did a good job of kind of uh, of like, emulating the that same style, yeah. Vibe. yeah, yeah. Well, that was uh, episode one twenty four of Too Much Energy on, and here on the show we review, well, whatever we want on the Too Much Energy on scale, which ranges from not enough energy on to a sufficient amount of energy on to too much energy on. It's basically bad. Okay, good. Uh, the first part. Uh, uh, scold. What was it called? Um, Scold's very bad. No good. <laughs> Scold's no good. Very bad day. Uh, what are you? What are you giving that on the TME scale? So, standalone by itself, not factoring in my dislike of Scold. <laughs> they had the chance to join the Maximals and Dinobot. You. Watch right. them not do anything of any value with Scold. In the last, we we haven't finished the series. This is yeah, this we, is uh, interrupting the last couple issues. 
Oh yeah, I guess but, I should explain the reason why we right. jumped, jumped from issue fifteen to the annual was because we're we're uh, reviewing these in order of release. Order of release, yeah. So it's gonna wrap up after this. We've got sixteen and seventeen. Yep. Yep. And um, but by itself, it, it's cute. Right. Like, it's it's not. You know what? It gets a. It gets a very lukewarm, sufficient amount of energon. Like it's it's cute or and like funny, but not like very funny. <laughs> um, it gets a not enough energon from me. I didn't like it, huh? <laughs> I did not like the the first part of the comic at all. Is it even good, or am I being? It's a, it's a sufficient. It's a lukewarm sufficient for me. Like I said, don't the Predacons have like better things to do than just sit around and watch Scold on a closed circuit television? Like, come on. I, I guess not. Yeah. So <laughs> there you have it. A uh, medium and low review for Scold's very bad day. And uh, uh, the next one, Rhinox's amazing adventure. What's uh, what's that getting on the TME scale? You know what? I don't even know if I've given this out <laughs> in this run of comics yet. This gets too much energon. Yeah. This I'm here like I am shocked that this is looks and is written so well. Like this is I like I I want the whole thing redone with this writer and <laughs> this writer and artist. Yeah, I feel like this uh writer and artist uh like I mentioned, uh, Beast Wars could be a very funny and slapsticky show at times, and I feel like this these people actually get it visually and like like the artist and the writer. Um, I feel like they both like got it. Like yeah. they if they if they if they both don't didn't know what Beast Wars was or never watched it, I would be shocked. Right, because you could hear their 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 voice sounds like them too. Yeah, this wasn't. Uh, they they definitely uh, didn't simply have it on Tubi in the background <laughs> while they were like making dinner or doing things around the house. Have the TF wiki open <laughs> on the side while you're right. <laughs> cycles? What the fuck? Why are there like seven different definitions for cycles? Oh. Uh, so what do you what do you give? Oh, it gets a too much energon for me. We both liked it. Yep. And uh, the third and final part. Uh, what was that one called again? The Morphlings. Uh, the Morphlings. The Morphlings. What's that getting? Uh, the, again, art. I I thought it was so cute. Like, I, I really like the art. Um, the ending is just kind of like meh, but it's meta. Because like I feel like that's kind of insulting the ending of it's a nod to the 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 ending of Beast Machines. Yeah, kind of who, being like whoever wrote this story uh, definitely watched Beast Machines. Yeah, like they've got they've got to be be right, maybe rightly so. Like I I enjoyed my time with it, but it's it's fucking weird. And yeah. um, because of that meta, ugh, the thing is, I really like. The, the writing of it like oh it's like sa savage and uh oh it's night shriek and better name by the way for a bat night shriek instead of night scream yeah 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 <laughs> well from me it's getting a sufficient amount of energy on just because the art's cute and the but the if story I have is to kind think of fine. about it if i have to think about it that usually means it should be a sufficient amount of energy on yeah like if you have to think about it it clearly didn't wow you yeah so if it didn't wow me and i'm having to hum and haw about it then it gets a, a very a much higher than scold's adventure a uh, sufficient amount of scold's energy. uh big day out you know what i'm lowering that one too not enough energy on hey so we're unanimous on all we're three unanimous on all because if this one's getting sufficient i i can't lump <laughs> scold's big day in with with this <laughs> so this this is gets a sufficient amount of energon. All right. Well, well, a little taste of everything. A little bit of bad, a little bit of okay, a little bit of a spicy meatball. 
well, that uh, was episode 124 of Too Much Energon. If you want to support the show, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. We haven't done our, we, we have a Patreon exclusive podcast on there. We haven't done one in a while, so we should probably do one later on this we'll week do it, or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the single $5 Gary tier, you get that and you get a whole bunch of, you get a bunch of commentary tracks and a lot of like archival content of us just uh, talking about this, that, or the other thing before getting into recording our shows proper. So if you want to get in on that, go to patreon.com slash lasercomb. Uh, follow me on Twitter at lasercomb, or you can follow the show proper at too much energon. Cal, where can people find you? I'm on the Twitter too. I haven't posted in like forever. I've avoid Twitter and the drama and the, the musk. It's got a musk to it that I, haven't uh, adapted to yet a, uh, uh, a strong musk a strong musk uh not not in a good good way <laughs> and um but I, I should head back there and say hello to everyone and let everyone know i'm alive uh neo cal uh n-e-o underscore k-a-l uh also on uh the tiktoks neo underscore cal yeah uh, we'll be back next week with uh, episode 125 of Too Much Energon, where we're going to be talking about uh, issue 16 of the 2021 IDW Beast Wars comic. And until then, I've been the Siege, one of your hosts. And I'm your other Siege, the Calinator. <laughs> uh, no, I, and I'm Neo Cal. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening and stay beastly. Yeah, stay beastly and. Um... Uh, screw your maximal scum. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. These machines 